Testing. 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 Boy, Hello. Welcome back. It's been a hot periodical minute. <sighs> <laughs> periodical minutes indeed yes is back back again is back <laughs> tell a friend <laughs> gabby's like someone please pick this up for me <laughs> help me out here <laughs> um hope you guys have been doing well i we did not post an episode last week sorry that's on me um I think we're trying to, well, I'm trying to anyway, find Adjust to new a balance and how to plan. Everything's kind of topsy turvy right now, basically. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Speak life. That's all I didn't even Speak hear. Speak life, first of all. <clears throat> no, I'm not. Oh, that, I didn't hear. No, no, oh. it's not a negative thing. There's, pe- there's peaks and flows and ebbs and flows in life. And right now, we're just trying Riding to. Riding the wave in Jesus' name. Anyways, right now we're trying to reorg. I'm trying to figure out a schedule that works given the schedule that I have right now mm-hmm. and different life requirements. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so that being said, today we are talking about something that actually Ari really felt that we needed to talk about. And I was really confused because I thought she was going to do the topic. And then she was like, no, I meant you are going to do the topic (laughs) we're gonna do it but it was laid on her heart okay (laughs) all right so i guess before we jump in uh how are you was you guys weeks the people (laughs) haven't heard from you personally in a while Mm -hmm. guess i don't (laughs) like that question how about we do what was the best part of your week okay yeah that's good okay yeah, start Jay. What was the best part of your week? <clears throat> I think getting through the week was my best part. So of the where week. you are right now? Yes. <laughs> Today's best. Day. Today is the best part of my week. Wow. You did a good job. Uh, yesterday was probably the best. The best day I had at work, mm-hmm. just because I feel like I was finally getting the hang of it. I started a new job, so I'm still like orienting and yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what about you, Ariel? Ooh, that's hard. The best part of my week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll just say yes. Last night, cooked some new stuff with Gabs, so that was fun. Always a fun time with you. My The best part of my week was yesterday spending time with my dad and oh, my sister. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> the little things. That was and then nice. Jay came home and we got to spend some time together because mm-hmm. we're all on different schedules, you know. It's just yeah, nice. It's just Qual- quality time. Trying to spend more quality time with my gals. <laughs> yeah. The intentionality for me. Because acts of service is her number one love language. If you listen to her other podcasts, mm-hmm. you would know. And there haven't been many acts of services for me. No, no, no. No, oh. that's fine. I, I also enjoy... I'm, I should clarify. I'm in a tie. It's actually quality time, acts of service, and something else I forgot. All tied. So oh. it's not really that acts of service is more 
weighty than the others just i kind of also appreciate it as much as quality time mm-hmm. uh-huh. i get that yeah but anyways cool, cool. Okay, hold take on. it away jay so today we're talking about something that i feel that we don't often talk about in church settings it's not like a hot topic for your average run-of-the-mill church service and unfortunately i do think that's sad because i think i think every christian at some point has had to experience being angry at god in some extent and there's levels to anger so it's not that i'm saying because like yeah you can be like upset you can be like angry and you can be like you know i'm ready to fight like i'm mad mad i'm big mad so i'm not saying like necessarily everyone has had massive struggles with anger towards god but i do think all of us have had definitely moments of you know kind of upset or like god why'd you do this and Mm -hmm. you know those are all little bit those can be classified as being like tiny peaks or tiny pieces of anger rather Mm -hmm. um so yeah i do think there are a lot of Christians who are actually harboring this to some degree in their life, and whatever you want to call it, whether it's resentment, being upset, anger, Question. questioning, frustration, frustration that's mm-hmm. a good one, um, towards God. Uh, we're here to talk about it today. And the thing is, I think that, like, unfortunately, being, if you are more churched, meaning that you've spent a lot of your time growing up in church or you've like been to church quite a bit you kind of understand the dynamics of church you've gone regularly every Sunday or whatever I think like this can be something that we feel but we subconsciously or even consciously push away because you know like it's wrong like you feel the you feel the frustration you feel the anger you feel the that moment of being upset towards God and you're like, uh, you push it. He's like, no, because like, it's why I can't be mad at God. I can't be angry at God. Like, this is not right. So like, you kind of push it away knowing it's wrong and it doesn't make sense. Um, but you're still feeling it. And so what ends up happening is like, you actually create these moments of like dissonance and angst that sometimes end up being like unexplainable and like you'd be like I don't know why there's this tension with me in my relationship with God and like I don't know why I'm having these like it's hard for me to connect with him or whatever it's so funny sorry Mm -hmm. it's not funny um I was just thinking about this morning I was reading psalms and like there's so many examples in the bible of people in the bible being angry at God or sharing their frustrations um there's one verse, it's uh, it's going to be David, but Psalms, <laughs> Psalms 22, verse 1 to 2. David literally is like, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, God, but you don't answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Like, that's not someone who's like, oh, Jesus, you're so amazing. I love you. And it's like, it's like what Jay's saying is so true. How foolish is it that we don't expect our Christian or walk with God to reflect the full spectrum of our human emotions? Like, mm-hmm. we literally like, oh, our walk with God can only be on the highest of highs, whatever. 
Um, and it's inevitable. Like mm-hmm. anger is a human emotion. We will all at some point feel frustrated in our walk with God or angry to some degree with our walk mm-hmm. with God. Um, and I think like as a church, we do need to do a better job of being aware of this 100%. because mm-hmm. being aware of this fact uh, changes the way we deal with our frustration. It will prevent you from what Jay is saying, ignoring it and hiding these emotions from God, creating this dissonance. So once you know that, like, okay, you're human, you're going to feel the full spectrum mm-hmm. of human emotions. You, need you to can face it. it and mm-hmm. you can, you can, there's so many examples. If David could go like to God like that, you can be like, okay, God, I'm angry and share your emotions. Yeah. Um, and then it's, once you do that, you're better able to find resolution in those emotions mm-hmm. rather than being like, oh, you know, I'm angry, but like, that's embarrassing. Or I know God, I shouldn't be angry at him. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's so dumb. I actually, sometimes Yeah, hate it's unfortunate, I think. that's that's the church culture that we've built and like somehow that has been established in us but Ariel is so right like if we're having a relationship with God we should expect to have the same kind of spectrum of emotions that we experience in other relationships Mm -hmm. that's just how life works and like it's Mm -hmm. also cool that it's coming from People, when you see like the Arrow's example of David being frustrated, when you see that in the Bible, it's coming from people who, well, one, God called David a man after his own heart. Mm -hmm. And that came from him. Like, so we've talked about David before and like we've praised him in the sense that he's like a great worshiper, but we can also see the real moments too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, he had frustrations, but he was still a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he took all of these things to God exactly. as opposed to just like harboring it. Like, because mm-hmm. once you take it to God, God can deal with it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then it just harbors and it festers and it becomes yeah. something else. And it com- becomes something that like, because again, God said that like, we can be angry. Angry right. is a human emotion. There's there's no sin to being, to experiencing anger, but be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. So when we refuse to deal with anger or we take it too far, that's when we end up being in like problems. Sorry, you had something to say? I was just, when you said we can be angry, but sin not, that just reminds me, I think I, I don't remember you were the one that told me this, but I say this quote a lot. I might have seen it on Pinterest, but it's like, feel the emotion, don't become the emotion. Mm-hmm. So I think... Like, there's an opposite end of the spectrum. People could hear this be like, okay, yeah, sure, now I'm liberated in the anger I feel. But you can feel angry towards God, yeah, and then you can address it and tell him about it. But once you become and remain in a place of anger towards God, that's when there's problems, right? Because you can sit in your self-pity, and that can be the lens which with which you view everything, and you miss what God is doing. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead, Janelle, take it away. Um... And then I, I, when I was at work yesterday and I was just like thinking about it, this thought just dropped into, I guess, my spirit. But then I was just trying to figure out how to put it into words. Anyway, so basically it says, when you've gotten to the point that you are able to recognize and verbalize in your thoughts and maybe even say out loud that you are like full on angry, like not frustrated, like you're angry with God. Mm-hmm. You have now begun to live a life that blatantly expresses your lack of understanding and acceptance of God's love for you and his Mm -hmm. character as God. In a twisted way, though, getting to this point can be a blessing because if you allow God to move in your life in this season, you can leave with an even greater understanding than if you had never become angry at God in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, And anger towards God is really like a kind of like a red hot juicy pimple and here's the thing no matter what outcome it it hurts no matter if god pops a pimple 
it mm-hmm. or if we hold on to anger and allow it to fester and become so infected that we have to cut it out wow. it hurts either way and so i know we talked about different like ariel mentioned frustration or just being upset but if you can actually get to the point where you like you're experiencing anger towards god like and you can say like i'm angry with god that actually is leading it, it kind of highlights that you don't have a full understanding of god's definitely. love it definitely oh does. my gosh it's so funny I yeah, the same exact thing that you said. Um, but so sorry, Jay's point is so valid. Like, it's like yeah, you can feel anger, but once you really realize that you're at that place, it shows that you fail to understand who God was—not just His love, but you fail to understand who God mm-hmm. was. Right? Like, it you didn't. There was yes, you may have known or heard that he said the verses that say God's in control and that He loves us and He knows the plans. But somewhere there was a disconnect in your heart that allowed you to go down that path of anger. Mm-hmm. Um. And you said something earlier about control, and I found, I don't remember where this quote is from. This was in my notes from before, but I think it's really good as we talk about anger, because no matter what you're angry about, um, or no matter what happened in your life that caused you to be angry at God, I think this like quote sums up the root of it. Anger is a human emotional response to situations that are either out of our control mm-hmm. or out of our ability to understand or both. 100 percent and i think it's funny like you know the verse for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways Mm -hmm. my ways says the lord that's isaiah 55 verse 8 it's so we're so funny we quote this verse to suit our purposes we're like yeah god is going to bless us and blow our minds even when it doesn't make sense but when we're surprised when god allows things to happen in our lives that don't make sense we throw hissy fits and yell at god when circumstances in our lives don't make sense when the whole time god is like the word has been transparent about who i am my thoughts were never your thoughts and my ways were never your ways so true you know Mm -hmm. um god is god we're not so what he does will never make sense to us in the good and the bad times. And this, I was thinking about this, I was like, this is a hard pill to swallow, but it's so true. Like, you mm-hmm. can't be quoting scriptures like that. And I'm like, woo, yeah, God, yeah. your ways are not my <laughs> ways. Good time. And then when something happens <laughs> that you don't understand, which may have even been detriment, like devastating, you're like, oh my gosh, did you change your character, God? And God's like, you were praising me for the same trait two seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's yeah. always been consistent. The word is transferred. It's to so true. Yeah. I would encourage you to memorize that verse. It's so funny because I've actually been praying that verse a lot more. And not in a good, like, I've never prayed it for a good thing to be honest it's like in times of confusion or frustration or in times where like yeah i pray i'm like you know what god like i'm your ways are higher than my ways and your thoughts are higher than my thoughts and there's no way i can understand but i know that the plans that you have for me are to bring me to an expected end and a good outcome like you're Mm -hmm. you don't want bad things for me Mm -hmm. like you continue to pray these scriptures and that one was from jeremiah i don't remember the exact um location right now about i have i know the plans that i have 13, for you 29 11 yeah yeah so you can memorize these scriptures and pray them and continually pray them mm-hmm. we are advocates for this like it's not like maybe something will happen for you the first time that you say the scripture but not in my personal experience like it's after continual mm-hmm. repetition that it actually has an impact mm-hmm. for me so memorize them and continue to repeat them because it really does help Anyways, curious to know, have any of you experienced being upset or angry at God? Yes, 100%. Several times. <laughs> and several times, yes. Yes. Um, I agree, yes. And I think I'm realizing more 
um, now that I have experienced a lot more anger towards God than I originally thought because it's masked as frustration mm-hmm. or masked mm-hmm. as resentment mm-hmm. or disappointment mm-hmm. or just doubt. And ultimately, all of that comes down to a lack of trusting in God's sovereignty, it's which so true. is like an element of being angry at him if you're not if you're not able to trust in his sovereignty then yeah you're angry at him in some capacity so yes so what about you Ari? i said yes uh there's been several times i've been angry at god um and like how gabby's saying for her it was masked as x y or z for me it was like i'm not angry i just would like to know the answers god like you know but at the end of the day i was angry thankfully it never was to the point where like i'm angry so i'm not talking to you or i'm angry so i'm not gonna listen to what you have to say mm-hmm. um and i'm the type of person like i don't i like to address or confront things i don't know when i notice things that are off in myself i'm like okay let's get to the root of it so i'm the type of person like dave that will come to god with my anger um, and if you're currently anger, angry at God right now, this is some encouragement because, yes, like I said, I've always been like, God, what's the answer? But there's been times God has, hasn't given the answer, but where he doesn't give answers, he always gives peace. And oftentimes the peace that he gives is more invaluable than an answer could ever be. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yes, there's things that caused me to be angry at God in the past that I still don't have the answers to, but now I have peace. So I've moved on from that anger. Mm-hmm. And I, I recognize that. I don't need to know the answers because I am not God. So God knows the answers. <laughs> and if I say I trust him and I, it all, listen, when I said studying the character and the nature of God, mm-hmm. it has, there's levels to this, okay? This it's really so has true. helped in so many areas. It helps with, helped with being angry at God because mm-hmm. I understand his nature more than I ever did. And like Jay said, when you quote the scripture, even if you don't first believe it, you're quoting it till your heart comes into agreement. And mm-hmm. that has helped me as well. Um, so yeah, like peace trumps any answer that god could ever give because sometimes the answer may hurt you more than like maybe god let's say let me give it or you weren't ready for that yeah you weren't ready for the answer like i am ready for peace though and i always be ready for peace Mm -hmm. and peace passes all human understanding so yeah it's crazy like that yarrell said like what did at the beginning she was saying how people she'd be the kind of person to want to go to god to be like hey like i'm angry Mm -hmm. but it's like also she was saying you can feel these different things like disappointment or frustration like but you don't want to admit it's anger like where did that even come from that's what i was talking about with the church culture like why is it that we can't just like acknowledge yeah call a spade a spade and acknowledge it and just go to god with it like it we are so much better when we do that Mm -hmm. but also like when gabby said disappointment that was a huge one like honestly disappointments if we don't deal with disappointments it can Mm -hmm. become so many things like yes Yes. it festers into anger it festers into resentment and trust me i think we probably need to get into a practice that when we pray for things and it doesn't work out how we expect it to, or maybe the answer is no, or maybe there is no answer, mm-hmm. that we actually go to God and deal with it there. Like, because right that's disappointment. Disappointments when mm-hmm. our expectations aren't met. And we experience that so regularly. Like, disappointments mm-hmm. will come. Mm-hmm. And so it's very crucial for us to address them. Like, maybe... I think for all of us and for anyone who's listening, like if you have asked God for things and you know you haven't seen an answer, you heard the answer is no, or like things did not turn out as you expected, I encourage you after this to go and talk to God about it. Even if you don't feel right now like 
I'm angry at God, but address that mm-hmm. you have disappointment, mm-hmm. period. If mm-hmm. you ask for something and you did not get it, or if you had an expectation of God and that expectation was not met, mm-hmm. you need to go to God in prayer and like just deal with it there. Yeah. Like that's the get best closure for me. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing to do before anything festers. Trust me. Been, been there, there. Done, <laughs> done that, that. <laughs> multiple times. No. Because like I have been I have been angry at God, but like there's it's realizing that I had hurt in my heart towards God for something that he never he never um answered for me years back mm-hmm. but like it was like I said I stepped out in faith in this moment I had full faith that you were going to come through and mm-hmm. you never did and so I never ever asked for things personally for my life ever again because I was like you didn't do this for me. Mm-hmm. I stepped out and in that, faith. And that can be another kind mm-hmm. of like indicator that you are angry. The lack of faith. You yeah. refuse oh, to huge. step yeah. out in so faith true. because in the past he's failed you. Or, yeah. or you perceive that yeah. he's yeah. failed you because it. what Janelle said, your expectation didn't meet reality. Yeah. And like literally when I I didn't know that until I was holding all of that until more recently in my mm-hmm. life. So that, like meaning I was carrying that for years. Mm-hmm. And so I was missing out on probably having moves in my life in God, like with God because I was just I never I was carrying that with me. I never prayed about it I was like I'm not I moved on from that being like well I'm not going to do that again (laughs) and that's not the attitude right because oftentimes we don't know what God was trying to do like sometimes God doesn't answer us like for instance he's like hey God I pray that like you will like bless me like okay maybe for career God I want to be in this career and then God actually doesn't allow you to, like, the way that he allows your life to go doesn't end up where you thought you were going to go. Yeah. But in the end, it was where he needed you to be so and true. not where you wanted to be, if that makes sense. So I wrote down a few things where I think people can get trapped into even falling into maybe disappointment and anger that we can just address, like, straight off the bat. One, people always say, why do the things? happen to bad people bad thing or okay oh, sorry why well, do bad things both both yeah sorry why do bad things happen to good people <laughs> and uh, the answer i mean it's just er uh, wrong like mm-hmm. bad things happen to everyone exactly bad yeah. things happen to good people who you perceive perceive to be good people and bad things happen to bad people mm-hmm. and the scripture is clear matthew 6 verse 45 and amplified says when he was god was talking to the disciples here and he was talking about loving like you say oh you've heard before that you're you love those who love you you bless Mm -hmm. those who bless you but now i'm saying to you love your enemies Mm -hmm. um so it goes on to say so that you show yourselves to be the children of of your father who is in heaven for he makes his sun rise on those who Mm -hmm. are evil and on those who are good Mm -hmm. and makes the rain fall on the righteous those who are morally upright and the unrighteous the unrepentant those who oppose him mm-hmm. and so blessings come to those who are good and bad and that 
just pause right there. Blessings are not an indication of Anything. your where your rightness oh, with no. God. They're not I mean, an indication of another misconception. Church. Literally, just saw that quote. It's like blessings were never. Don't confuse blessings with acceptance. Favor. God's acceptance, mm-hmm. like God will bless anyone. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't mean that. or God's like approval rather. Yeah, yeah. Approval. Like, approval. Sorry, not acceptance. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, blessings come for the good and the bad. Therefore, bad things happen to the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Like everyone here. And everyone in life has experienced something bad happen to them. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can even look at Jesus, though. He was literally perfection yeah. when he was here on earth. Mm-hmm. And he experienced so much evil mm-hmm. and so much injustice. Mm-hmm. So if literally God, God himself, himself was subject to evil and bad things, then I'm not really sure why we think that we can... Or why we think that... Sorry, it's different I lost for my... Us. No, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right, though. You can't expect that only good things will happen just because we're not even perfect. God was perfect and he still experienced so many bad things happen to him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number two is, and that kind of ties into number two, I don't deserve this or I didn't deserve this. And my answer is you deserve hell and you deserve death, but for God's grace. So we don't deserve good things just because like we god blesses us with good things and in the con i'm talking about in the context of like christians so i'm not forget everybody else who's a non-believer you don't deserve many of the things that god has given you in your life salvation we don't deserve that we have that because of god's love towards us Mm -hmm. and he loves us so much that he wanted to create an opportunity for us to be redeemed from this life of sin so he gave us salvation and when we choose because it is a choice to accept that Mm -hmm. then we enter into a whole nother like we entered into this like level level up Mm -hmm. where we get more blessings but spiritual blessings Mm -hmm. you also get other physical blessings but it's really the spiritual blessings that god pours out into our lives yeah so we don't deserve anything just because, like, we... And even sometimes I think we can think, like, oh, I go to church, I pray, and, like, I have a relationship with God, I've been faithful. And the reality is, yes, those are... Yes, they're good things, but at the end of the day, like, we're human beings, we're flesh. Like, if we look at all the th- bad things we've done in our life... Average adult. An average adult. Like, we don't deserve <laughs> anything, yeah. right? Um... And did Jesus deserve to die on the cross for your sins? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. He didn't deserve That's that. So he didn't deserve to be whipped. He didn't deserve to be beaten. tortured, beaten. He didn't deserve to be mocked for us. So mm-hmm. being angry because you think you didn't deserve that, you have a fundamental misunderstanding of just how things work. But nowhere in life does entitlement ever make sense to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at a job, you can't be like, I deserve this promotion. When when things happen at work and someone else gets a promotion over you and you're like, I didn't mm-hmm. get this, deserve this. I deserve this promotion. Why didn't I get it? Entitlement never is a good look in any 
in yeah. spirituality but in the real world as well like no one likes people who are entitled because it doesn't even make sense like we like like jay saying from a spiritual perspective we don't deserve anything but even in like humanity when we work hard mm-hmm. life shows us that still sometimes we don't deserve the things that we think we deserve so and sometimes good bad people just get things and like it's just the way that the world is yeah and it's like you can't look at it that way because it's all it's so detrimental to your mind it's so detrimental to you we live in a flawed society Mm -hmm. like yes like you could have yes you put in the work for the promotion yes you did everything that you could but one there could be someone who did more than you did there's someone who deserves it more than you do Mm -hmm. so you can't look at life from that perspective no Mm -hmm. say number three why would god do this to me why would he allow this terrible thing to happen to me or in my family in my life whatever well uh one thing is we have to remember the fact that we do have an enemy mm-hmm. satan the ancient hebrew word for satan actually means accuser or adversary and first peter 5 verse 8 says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour so this is in the context of people who are actively following christ this doesn't really apply as much like for instance if people are already living the way that the enemy wants them to live uh chances are he's not really doing like he's let me just put it i guess if you don't know anything about the like satan and what he's trying to do so satan was a fallen angel and the bible tells us in ezekiel and isaiah in many in a few different other passages it says that he was he lived in heaven he worshiped god in heaven Mm -hmm. and then there got he got to a point where he rebelled because of jealousy and pride Mm -hmm. he wanted to be like god and so when he got to that point god kicked him out of heaven basically and he also took a bunch of other angels with him and they're called fallen angels but anyways they don't live in hell as people might think like mm-hmm. hell isn't actually a place yet until the after you know after this world is over but right. they're actually roaming about on this earth and their whole purpose is because they hate god so much mm-hmm. they're trying to go against everything that he stands for and they're trying to take everyone that they can away from god, god. why because the enemy even knows more than we do sometimes right. how much god loves us right. and so he knows attacking us is a direct hit to god yeah. we don't even grasp that yeah. at times we don't grasp how much god loves us mm-hmm. but the enemy knows and so he's after each and every one of us on this earth because he knows how much god loves every single person on this earth he wants to destroy their lives Mm -hmm. however what i'm trying to say is if you are already someone who doesn't really know god and doesn't hasn't lived for god and is kind of following things that are more you know like against god or just like not really in his principles the enemy doesn't really have to try that hard right to because you're already going in a direction opposite from god right for people who are starting to pursue God and to follow God or have been following him for some time, the enemy will try harder to divert us, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm trying to say. So in that situation, when sometimes sometimes you could be like, why would God do this to me? Well, sometimes it's not God. Sometimes it's just that the enemy has actually tried to batter you and put things into your life to try and turn you away from god Mm -hmm. that's sometimes what it is um because here's the thing satan even tried to do it with jesus he won like gabby had mentioned before he actually what people 
sometimes forget is Satan. Uh, he possessed Judas and he allowed Judas to betray right um jesus he actually sets up a lot of the things like the whole path to jesus dying on the cross like that satan was all in it because he's Mm -hmm. like i don't want you here right but what he didn't realize Mm -hmm. was that god was actually using that he allowed it he allowed it he allowed satan to move and he was going to use it for his glory because what satan wasn't expecting was (laughs) god was going to resurrect on the third day okay Mm -hmm. so sometimes god just allows a lot of times, maybe God will just allow Satan to just kind of do what he will, but he wants to use it for his glory. Right. It's a big piece, I think. Right? And you can see that in the story of Job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. Amen, sis. Um, but Amen. again, this is why <laughs> this is why I'm prefacing to say this this particular answer to why would God allow this to happen to me applies to people who are actively pursuing God mm-hmm. because Jesus was perfection. He is God. Mm-hmm. And it turned around for God's glory because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Job was a man who was righteous and upright. And so God, and we see actually, I had Job open, but in the first two or first chapter, Satan has a conversation with God to be like, have, you know, like, uh, or actually no God, God, and God is having a conversation with Satan, saying, have you considered my servant Job? Like, he's righteous. And he's basically, God was, like, bragging on Job, saying, he is my child. Right. He is not going to do anything that is going to um, hinder me, or, like, he's going to stand up for me no matter what. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Bet. Mm-hmm. And so Satan, <laughs> Satan was like, okay, so are you giving me permission to re- wreak havoc in his life? And God was like, okay. Like he allowed it, mm-hmm. and so Satan ended up wreaking havoc in Job's life. And I think many of us haven't even experienced the levels of what he, so the of loss that Job had. Like he lost absolutely everything. He lost all these his wealth, his possessions. He lost all of his children. Mm-hmm. He lost his health. Okay, mm-hmm. left with absolutely nothing. Just his, his wife, but even yeah. his wife, his wife was just trash anyway because she was not supportive. But mm-hmm. he lost everything his funds resources family his health and then even in the midst of that he was still giving praise to god and still worshiping god and still so but then god ended up using that in the long run to bring him his name glory to bring because obviously job's friends were seeing this and they were watching this happen and they saw job's response to this tragedy Mm -hmm. and how he still worshiped god and in the end, God blessed him twice as much. Right. He got twice as much of his wealth back. He got twice as many kids as he had before. So good things happen. Why do, why do, sorry, why does God allow bad things to happen to me? Well, sometimes God allows Satan to just have his way, but also just sometimes Satan just has his way in his life, in our lives when we open doors, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. we open doors that Satan can just come through and then we kind of wreak havoc on ourselves, but then we blame it back on God. That's so true. For instance, we could be like, why, like, why am I struggling right now with, um, what, what, what could I say? Like, maybe I'm struggling with depression or low self-esteem. Low self-esteem is a good one, yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling with that. Um, and why would God, like, I'm having such a hard time. It's causing so much like pain in my, in my mind, in my life. Why would God allow this to happen to me? 
well, what are you actually doing in your life? Mm-hmm. Are you reading the Bible? Are you dwelling on what is good, what is true, what is pure, what is lovely, what God says about you? Yeah, are you dwelling on the things that God has said in his word that is truth? What are your sources of... What are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your mind with? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what doors have you opened in your life? Because you could have opened doors in your life that actually allowed you to become very vulnerable to low self-esteem. For instance, what kind of media are you feeling yourself feeding yourself with? And if you're feeding yourself with media that is saying like only this particular person is worthy when that's not mm-hmm. the truth, mm-hmm. then you're also kind of setting yourself up for the devil to kind of move in your life because he sees the things that you do, right? The things that you spend your time with. Mm-hmm. And he could be like, okay, well, she's spending so much time feeding herself with this. Let's just curate the Let's just continue to, to manipulate her mm-hmm. mind so to go true. down that pathway. Mm-hmm. And so you're asking yourself, why would God do this to me? But God wasn't even involved in this. First mm-hmm. of all, you weren't spending time with him. You weren't spending time in his word. You weren't feeding your mind with his word. You're feeding your mind with a whole bunch of junk on the internet. Mm-hmm. And then maybe look at around at the people that you spend your time with. Because are they also struggling with low self-esteem? You know, so there's many, there's many different factors, but like, I'm just encouraging you to take a look at all the different things that come into play because it's sometimes we're angry at things that honestly we kind of are responsible, are responsible for, or we can take ownership of, yeah, or we can take ownership of. So the next thing is sometimes God actually allows things specifically to happen to us to test our faith. We kind of talked about that, but James 1 does tell us about that. It's like, count it all joy, brethren. Again, this only applies to brethren. Mm-hmm. So people who are actively pursuing God and a relationship with him. Right. When you meet trials of... Clause. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge clause. Like, it just, this doesn't just apply to anyone. And it just doesn't... It just... It doesn't all apply to all people who claim to be Christians. Mm-hmm. Okay? So count it all joy, my brethren, when you meet trials of various levels or kinds Mm -hmm. for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness Mm -hmm. and let steadfastness have its full effect Mm -hmm. that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing and we can all testify to this thing that there are things that god has allowed us to go through and kind of like what gabby was saying with job when you know god may have allowed satan to move and you know wreak havoc in our lives Mm -hmm for a season just so that we could be become more perfect and we've experienced different things all of us can say like we've experienced some rough times but we have come out of it on the other side side, stronger Mm -hmm. as the word says better and more perfect in the sense that Mm God has refined us in those low points. We allowed him And to. we allowed him mm-hmm. to refine us in those yeah. low points. That's so key. It's all about your response to yeah. the bad things that happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to turn around and say, like, why did God allow this to happen? And you harbor resentment, you're going to miss out on an opportunity that so could true. have been you being actually empowered to become a better Christian mm-hmm. and a stronger Christian. And a better person overall. And, yeah, and just a better mm-hmm. person overall. So it's all about your response to the bad things that happen. Lastly, um, if something bad happened to someone else, because like obviously there's we can't control other people, we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're wondering why, why did God allow something bad to happen to that person? Well, there's free will. Yeah. And at the end of the day, God's not gonna force 
his he has a good and perfect plan for each person's life okay he his he has a good and perfect will for each person's life mm-hmm. however perfect. however he is not going to force mm-hmm. himself on you from the beginning of time it has been that way he gave adam and eve choice mm-hmm. he laid out the land and he said you can choose and we know we see later say you choose this day who mm-hmm. you will serve are you going to serve god mm-hmm. or will you serve your flesh mm-hmm. so we have a choice people have a choice and unfortunately it's sad like there's nothing we can we can't just and i think we've we've all probably seen some kind of meme on social media where it's like oh you know like women who want to change the men like they yep. beat them and they continuously try to change the man like yeah. you can't change a man <laughs> like we know this you can't change anyone. just like you can't change anyone else mm-hmm. you can't you can't change someone no matter how much you try how much you pray you yourself cannot change them. No. They have to, at some point, reach a, a place in their lives where they allow God to change them. So true. And a key word is allow God to change them because God's not just going to force them to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still have to want it. Mm-hmm. So when things, sometimes bad things happen just because people chose a different way of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they chose a way of life that allowed them to be like, subject to a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, and a lot of unne- unnecessary pain and hurt. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget all of these things. We love to say God is in control, God is in control. <sighs> yes, God is in control of what we will allow him to be in control of. Because that's the way that he set it up. And so many times we can see God holding back because he's, that's ultimately right now, living in a dispensation of grace, meaning we are actually living in a time where God is holding back his full control. Mm -hmm. That's what he means. Mm -hmm. Like he's holding back, like he could (laughs) wreak havoc and rampage on a lot of things, but he's allowing things to be. Yeah. Until such a time as when he when he returns and then, you know, it's a different story. But it's because he loves us, because he cares, and because he wants us to choose him. Mm-hmm. That's how he's always been. He wants us to choose him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to force himself on us. He wants us to choose life. Yeah. He can't force us to choose life. Mm-hmm. Right? Anything else you have to say? Um, I don't know if this ties in. I'm sure you... Just go ahead. I was going to just say, like, if you're listening, pause. We kind of already alluded to it, but a question to ask yourself is, does your anger at God drive you more toward ignoring him or talking to him? And think about that for a little bit. What's more helpful? You know, like, I know the we know what the right answer is, but just think about it. What's more helpful in your life when you've been angry at God and you've you know, distance yourself from him, what were the consequences of that choice? Versus mm-hmm. if you went to God and told God that you were angry or just shared the the full fullness of your emotions to him, what were the consequences of that action? And I think like as Jay was talking, you know, bad things happening, all this thing all these things, when we turn our back and we're angry, so I'm not gonna talk to you, God, we deny God the power to ever move and kind of in our eyes make up, quote unquote make up for what he's done in our life that we don't understand mm-hmm. um we have to look at who god is in the and the promises he's declared over us um so not talking to him robs us of the opportunity to see the fullness of who he is and completely miss out on seeing his goodness again in our lives especially if you're in a prolonged place of like um anger and like you're not going to talk to god like you're just sitting you know you know that 
you've had a relationship with God and you know that the right thing to do is talk to him. But if you're like, okay, no, it's been three weeks. I'm not talking to Jesus. I'm upset. You're denying God the power to ever move in your life, for to ever see his goodness again. Mm-hmm. Um, we then create a confirmation bias. And if you know anything about like psychology, confirmation, you were like, God is mean to me. I'm not talking to God. I'm not talking to God so God can never be good to you again. And then it's creating a cycle. God is mean. God is mean. I'm angry at God. God is not a good God. But like, when you're out of relationship with him, you're you're missing out on the opportunity to see the full fullness mm-hmm. of who he is. It's like in the same way when someone wrongs you, um, you deny them the opportunity to surprise you and make up for their wrongs when you cut them off. Like I just, I'm th- when I th- was thinking about this, I thought about so many like relationships or relational harms or qualms, whatever that happened, and the one party's like, this person is horrible, and so I'm never speaking to them again. And then, like, you, that person really could be a great person. Then you're just allowing one bad incident to paint the picture of who they are. Mm-hmm. And then it's everyone so else true. around you sees the fullness of who this person is, the good and the bad, and sees how, you know, even in times where they may have hurt you, they are able to come back and be like, let me make it up to you. But when you cut them off, you will never see that person as who they could be because you're like, nope, this one incident has so ruined it. Mm-hmm. So you leave that relationship seeing them as one thing when they could, in fact, be a better person than you could know because you allowed their wrong to speak for themselves i think it's just a reminder like yes these bad things will happen and yes they're hard to understand but just think about the fact that like you could do you could rob yourself of ever seeing god's goodness really Mm -hmm. if you stay in a place of anger and then it's just like do you want to no one likes to be angry it takes your energy away like it Mm -hmm. saps you of your energy you know it can't it taints the way you see everything because then you Mm -hmm. have this self-pity mindset or you don't you don't trust people you don't trust people and it really it's just tiring it really i speaking of someone who's been angry at god it's tired and once Mm -hmm. you breed it it actually ends up stemming it actually ends up like turning into you not believing the love of god Mm -hmm. and that's such a dangerous place to be trust me you've been there Mm -hmm. and like it's a very dangerous place to be because if you can't embrace the love of god the love of god is the only reason that we are able to (laughs) even have freedom okay so if we can't embrace that we're on a slippery slope down Mm -hmm. a very slippery slope down and so i encourage you if you I even if you don't feel like you're angry, if you have experienced disappointments, frustrations, being upset, then yes, please go into run into God's presence mm-hmm. and you know just be open and honest with God and talk to Him about it and commit to speaking the truth of God's word into your life. But even if you don't think you're there, analyze like for, like I don't know how many times I have to say this, but. There's no harm in Mm, saying, you know, like, I don't think I'm here. I don't think I have this problem, but God, if I do, show me. Because you don't want this to be something that festers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. search me, oh God. Know my heart, I pray. And see if there be anything, like, any wicked thing. Because, honestly, and I think the last thing I just wanted to touch on, like, a lot of times people speak about like anger and you know disappointment frustration with god in relation to like people loved ones dying and so like we've experienced it and we've experienced Mm -hmm. it and it's like god why would you especially when a lot of times people like you'd be praying for someone to be healed or Mm -hmm. praying for someone Mm -hmm. to like you know just have a different life Mm -hmm. and it's like god and it it doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and they pass away we've experienced it Mm -hmm. and in the moment I'd be like, God, like, what the heck? 
Like, <laughs> I stood on your I own. stood on I had mm-hmm. faith. Like, yeah. my faith was unmovable, okay? Mm-hmm. And I used up all of my faith for this. Mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity for you to manifest your glory. Mm-hmm. Why did you not do it? Why did you not do it, God? But something that I'm often learning, especially in the case of, like, well, okay, so there's people who have died who have not known christ and there's people who have died and have accepted christ Mm -hmm. for the people who have accepted christ i've learned that honestly as much as this is hard for me to accept but it's like who am i to stop someone from meeting their savior who am i to stop someone from like because at the end of the day, God is going to honor what that it's that person's yeah, life. God it's not my life. That He's going to do the best for that person. Mm-hmm. He's going to fulfill the will of life, the will that He has for that person because mm-hmm. it's their life. And you know, if it's better for them to, if there's nothing else that they can do, if they've done everything that they can and they've fulfilled their purpose on this earth, right. and now the best that can happen to them is for them to live in peace and live forever with their Savior, then who am I to exactly. stop that just because I want yeah. to selfishly have that them in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's hard to deal with, but if you can think about it that way, it does really help. And also, I mean, I guess for, for people then who are not saved it's again the issue of free will Mm -hmm. at the end of the day no matter how much you want someone to come to christ it's their choice and there's nothing that you can do if they have made up their mind that this is the way that they're gonna Mm -hmm. live Mm -hmm. and i know you'd be like god let them live why live longer so there's more opportunities for you to reach however yeah god knows he knows yeah it's better for them to sometimes just leave so it doesn't cause you Ca- more hurt cause other people other more people hurt more other more, more by harm their decisions yeah. that they willingly make and god gives them the free will it's like make. this is the time for them like god continually keeps giving opportunities and chances but he knows the point where at this point it's not going to become detrimental to a whole bunch of other mm. people and so and i know that sounds hard like in the moment you're like what Definitely, like yeah. the pain of losing them is way more than the pain if they continue to x y and z but the reality is like when someone passes there's gonna be grief but that's grief that eventually you you learn to live with it's simply mm-hmm. like you it doesn't have such a huge toll on you after a time some time has gone by mm-hmm. but if that person was alive and continuing to do x y and z yeah. that's grief that's continual that will live on right and there's no peace for your soul and it, god will see like only god knows at the end of the day that's the thing that we're trying to say a lot of times like ariel said when we experience these frustration the moments of frustration and hurt and disappointment is honestly because we can't see the future Mm -hmm. we don't know what tomorrow holds Mm -hmm. we don't know all things and we can only see with our limited perspective but god sees the beginning from the end and so Mm -hmm. even sometimes if we look at our life we can look back and say wow now I understand why this X, Y, and Z happened. So mm-hmm. true. But in the moment, we're like, what's on earth? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this happening? But when you look back, a lot of times we can see how things, you know, actually ended up working out for our good. Mm-hmm. In the okay, same so. way that in this moment where you feel like, God, what on earth did you do? But he saw, or he, yeah, he saw because he, you know, it's for him, time is is not really a thing. But he saw the future Mm -hmm. and he knows everything that's going to happen and so to him this plan was the best 
for if, if this is in the case of where you've been praying for it like obviously i'm not talking about the people who don't know god and don't pray at all but if you've been praying for mm-hmm. someone and it just didn't pan out as you expected god knows ultimately he knows he knows all things so i hope that encourages you guys sorry do you have something to say um i just also wanted to say if you are someone that's kind of wrestled with what Janelle was saying why do bad things happen to good people actually or the other side of it why do bad things happen to quote unquote good people um because I know that's something that I or just why do bad things happen to me I'll just change it because <laughs> that's where I've been why have bad things happened to me um kind of a word of encouragement is Second Corinthians 1 verse 4 and it says uh Oh, maybe I should go for a little bit. Sorry. I'll just read from three to four for context. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves have been comforted by God. I would say that I would challenge some people to change their perspective. Mm-hmm. from victim mentality and just selfishness and try to see the <laughs> God, <I> cry. <laughs> it's okay but just turn towards the mic <laughs> ah, I need you baby okay just one second mm-hmm. I would just challenge you to first not remain in your anger like Ari was saying and Janelle or like we've been saying this entire episode when you Find yourself in that place of maybe it's not anger, but disappointment or resentment. Just address it immediately. Just bring it to God. So instead of remaining in your anger, open your heart to be comforted by God in whatever pain or frustration or disappointment that you've experienced. And then I challenge you to ask him to open your eyes to the ways in which he wants to use the pain and the hurt that you've experienced to encourage and comfort and pray for those that have had similar experiences to mm-hmm. you because you have an intimate knowledge and understanding of um pain that other people mm-hmm. have experienced if, if, if it's similar been through like it yeah us we've experienced the loss of loved ones so we can relate in mm. a unique way to people that have also experienced that loss yeah, that yeah. someone and if who you've hasn't been praying experienced for it. that mm-hmm. loss can't ex- can't relate to and yeah so we yeah so that's what i'm saying and then um yeah just change your perspective because it's honestly really rewarding to go from being a victim or mm-hmm. having that victim mentality to mm-hmm. realizing no because of what I've experienced I have an opportunity to be God's hands and his feet and I have an opportunity because mm-hmm. I'm more than a conqueror yeah. I, because I have been there I, I'm, I'm an overcomer mm-hmm. yeah, and God overcame. wants to use my experience and my mm-hmm. testimony to encourage other people who are in similar positions mm-hmm. so, amen yeah, amen I wanted to say amen thank you for that sister and allowing God to use you um honestly I were saying this, I just want to remind everyone that all of these podcasts are 
it's not to say like oh like you you are the problem (laughs) (laughs) no like we've all been through it like we're Mm. we create every episode having at least one of us or but mostly all of us having gone through something that we've said in the podcast like we've been there and Mm. or sometimes we're still going through it and like sometimes even as ariela said she does the podcast and then she has (laughs) after the fact then end up in ended up in a trial that has tested her mm-hmm. to put what she said in the podcast to mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. And I could say that too, because now God is really testing me with Definitely. loving well, because oh I gosh. did the podcast mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. before I did the podcast, I was mm-hmm. perfectly fine. And like, you know, it's like, I definitely feel like I've been living this in my life. And then after the podcast, it's like, okay, God, like, <laughs> God, to put your boots bet. on. Yeah. <laughs> No, for real. No, yeah. and like, that just speaks to what we the whole the um whole point of that series was to emphasize that it's a continual, continual journey yeah. of loving, of forgiving, one hundred percent, and healing, and healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let us. I hope that's encouraging. Do not don't feel bad about feeling these emotions, like Ariel mm-hmm. said, but don't live in them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, got anything to say, sis? Um, I just want to encourage anyone that knows and recognizes they have anger in their heart. Don't let the enemy bombard you with shame mm-hmm. or guilt. Um, yes. Be encouraged that there's so many people in the Bible who have been angry. I was just showing Jay. Jonah is a perfect example. I won't read the whole story, but I will just read you a couple of verses just so you understand. Jonah had some very blatant anger towards God, yet so God used him and he has a book in the Bible, right? So you don't need to be full of shame or guilt. Don't listen to that lies of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And also recognize that even in Jonah's anger, God was still making provisions for him. So I'm not saying that to say like set up shop and live in a place of anger, but know that God is still being good towards you when you have this anger Mm -hmm. towards him. And like also be encouraged um, by just the love that God has for you. How many Mm -hmm. times have we done things to anger God and yet still he continues to show us love and mercy, Mm -hmm. right? The least that we can do is come to terms with the anger Give it to God and allow him to give us peace. Uh, I'll just read one verse, a couple verses, just to emphasize how angry Jonah was. This is Jonah 4, after he goes to Tarshish, where God was sending him to. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry, point blank, period. So he complained to the Lord about it. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That is why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive if what I predicted will not happen. The Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry about this? (laughs) Then Jonah went out to the east side of the city and made a shelter to sit under as he waited to see what would happen to the city. And the Lord God arranged for a leafy plant to grow there, and soon it spread its broad leaves over Jonah's head, shading him from the sun. This eased his discomfort, and Jonah was very grateful for the plant. The story continues. What I'm trying to say is Jonah was very honest with his emotions, very Mm -hmm. honest with his anger. And just remember, like, God can't heal the things that you're not giving to him to heal or Mm -hmm. the things that you're hiding. So if you're hiding anger in your heart, and like I said before, it's tiring it has consequences. It's exhausting. It saps your energy. Mm-hmm. No one who's angry is happy. Like, or I've and it never breeds a misunderstanding about God's character and His love if mm-hmm. you don't deal with it. That's so true. So, like, you can go to God with these emotions. Don't believe that the lie that says you can't. 
And don't believe the lie that says because you feel these emotions, you're less of a Christian or Mm -hmm. there's shame that you need to carry on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want to just reiterate is that there are some things God has allowed to take place in every person's life um, that we will probably never understand, that God will probably never explain. Yeah. But where God doesn't give answers, he will give peace. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, like I said before, the peace is far more invaluable than an answer could ever be. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged. Like like I said, I'm the person that likes to know all the answers because in, gen- in general, I'm a very curious person. I need to have answers. But I'm learning that uh, even if I don't have the answer, there's peace waiting for me if I just come to God and request that. And it's the so thing sad. that the Bible says about God's peace is it passes human understanding, meaning that nothing, there's no substitute for that. It can't compare to what the world, you know, these these movements of, you know, self-peace and coming to terms with things, that's foolishness. Nothing is going to come to term. No, nothing's going to top God's peace and the peace he gives is everlasting. So just be encouraged if you're listening. That's all I have to say. Amen. Amen. Yeah, on that note, I hope that you guys take this and run with it this week Mm -hmm. and bloom and grow in understanding of God's character and his love and also be liberated from harboring anger and maybe even Mm -hmm. unforgiveness towards God. And turn to him this week. Our prayer is that you turn to him and you find him, that you go before him and be honest and raw and broken. And he will show up. We know. We know. We know our God. He, He does. So on that note, have a blessed and beautiful and blooming day. Bye, (laughs) y'all.